Well, greetings. Thank you for coming to a brand new program. This is called Finding Christ. You are here to embark on a journey that will test you mentally and spiritually. This happened to be something you must have stumbled upon or were challenged by the Spirit to visit. Welcome to your orientation day. From here on, you will be embarked on a journey that will guide you, that will teach you, that will lead you on what ways and strategies you can enforce upon your life to become a better believer in Jesus Christ. Now you might ask yourself, well, who is this that is speaking? You're about to find out. My name is Dawson Smith, your host and creator of Finding Christ, formerly of The Guide Path, and it's a pleasure to be here today. Um, at the time of this recording, um, it's going to be January 2nd, 2023, so Happy New Year, and uh, pray that the Lord find you well in this new year. Um, so some facts about myself. I was born and raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia in the year 2001. Uh, I'm still currently living in Virginia Beach. I've been here for 21 years. Um, I am currently a student at Regent University, which is one of the largest private schools in the world, uh, online and on campus, as far as the program curriculum uh, goes. Um, I am in my bachelor's program for communication studies geared toward um, voiceover and uh, voice acting and uh, different things of, of that area. Um, after I graduate, I plan on um, Becoming a voiceover artist, doing uh, voiceover work for uh, television, radio, and um, possibly doing some uh, voice acting um, in there as well. And um, I previously went to a local community college here in uh, the state of Virginia called Tywater Community College. It is there that I found my Associates of Science geared toward general studies program. I was there from 2019 to 2022. I was a semester late uh, graduating and I just began my bachelor's program this year. I, um, last week I just completed my first semester of my bachelor's program. Excuse me. And um, I'm currently on my winter uh, vacation from uh, school and uh, I am um, enjoying every minute of it. Um, and um, I am the oldest of two boys. Um, my younger brother sadly went to be with the Lord in 2003. Um, he would have been 19 years old 
at uh, the present time. Uh, his name was uh, Drew, and um, so yeah, that's a little bit about him. Uh, I also serve at my uh, local church. I go to Beach Fellowship Church in Virginia Beach. Um, I've been serving there for um, about eight years. I started serving in the um, Proverbs ministry, which is our ministry to the homeless in our community. And then um, last year I began serving in our Sunday morning worship um, service team. I became a part of the worship ministry in August of 2021. Um, I serve also both in the audiovisual department, but I'm also a member of the worship band at our church. I'm a drummer. I've been a drummer for seven and a half, eight years, which is just about how long I've been serving at um, Beach Fellowship. And um, I enjoy every second of it. I'm actually uh, going to be serving tomorrow um, in our Christmas Eve services. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, so that's a little about me. Um, so this program came to me about four days ago, four or five days ago. Um, the previous program that I had uh, called The Guide Path was pretty stable for a while, and then it was on a rocky point of where people would listen, two weeks would go by, People would start listening again. A week would go by. People would start listening again. And it was like that for a few months. And in the midst of me working and going to school and serving and my personal life, um, I began to lose motivation to really just keep going with that program. I felt that the message was like a puzzle it was scattered all over different places and I just began to lose a desire for that program and um, if you somehow find me from the guy path and wonder where I've been this is the reason why um, I just I deleted my old account and started a new one and I prayed about it and the Lord just began to lay a message of a program on my heart and I was um, at church rehearsal last night um, before we started and I had a list of different names that I was writing down and I had a message that I was trying to um, to figure out I apologize if this keeps cutting out we're dealing with some weather uh, in our area so the connection is pretty uh, in and out but the message that I was trying to find was I'm trying to apply it in the current situation that the church is in on both sides. Um, I think that a lot of believers today are lost. Um, they want to take up the cross on their own desire. Um, and then when they when they want to seek Christ, they have difficulty doing this task. And so by them 
wanting to find Christ, they pray and they pray and they look and they pray and they look and they pray. And it's almost like they become desperate. Um, and we'll talk a little more about my testimony. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you today later. Um, so finding Christ, that's the meaning that I took behind the name and the message that I gathered was a simple message that a lot of churches that they teach is that we try to spread the gospel and we try to spread the ministry to those that need it the most. And that's the message that I gathered from what I was thinking about for the past four or five days. Um, And the mission here is to win others for Jesus Christ. I think that's a message and a mission that many programs and many pastors want to spread, is that if we share the gospel, if we share the word, that it will win others for Jesus Christ. And that's what we want. Uh, that That's really what we want. And um, But as we look on the new year... Um, I just want to give a little message today um, titled, A New Vision. Um, I was studying some passages of Scripture um, a couple days ago, and this this title really just came to my mind as, as we've, at the time of this recording, we've now turned uh, to the new year, and um, we are looking ahead. And so I just want to take a few short passages of Scripture today to really help us understand um, what a new vision means. Um, But before we dive into that, I promise that um, I will give a little testimony of my my life. Um, So I was born and raised in the church. Um, I started going to Baptist church when I was a little little tyke, probably four or five years old, and um, from that point on, I was um, I was involved in um, the youth program at many churches that we attended. Uh, one program that is pretty well known in the church ministry is the Awana program, which is like a, um, a, a smaller version of a youth group for young kids, and it teaches them the basics of Christianity. It teaches them the basic Bible stories that they need to know in life. Um, And it really just gives them a sense of understanding to carry with them uh, for the rest of their life. And so I began attending Awana till I was about seven or eight years old. And then I was um, involved in... um, some camps and some some different church-related events, and then um, we began attending the church where we've been now for 12, 13 years, and uh, I started out in there, what, what is our Kids on the Rock program, so that's like another version of Awana, but it's our style, and so I began attending Kids on the Rock, and then I was... Um, 
I was challenged by a friend to attend um, a youth service at our church. Um, and uh, the youth pastor at the time, uh, who is a man that's very, very dear to my heart, uh, Pastor Andrew Cross, um, he was my youth pastor for four or five years, uh, even longer than that, probably five and a half, six years. Um, and uh, he was a man that I kept in close contact with on a personal basis. Um, and um, I was, um, I started out in the, um, the youth program. And uh, like I said, I knew the, the youth pastor on a personal level. And um, I started uh, attending youth service. And then I started um, being more involved in the, the activities that were taking place, uh, going on trips, going to outings that we had. Um, my youth pastor was actually the one that um, baptized me. Um, I accepted Christ when I was 14 at a, a youth retreat at the Great Wolf Lodge. Um, we had a night where it was just very intimate, very brought down in terms of uh, engagement, and it was more of a time of prayer. And uh, one of my pastor's friends at the time, uh, he was a youth pastor. He was involved in the in the church ministry, and uh, he um, gave out the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. And I just felt the Lord really pulling on my heart to to take this this call, so to speak. Um, before that, I was really the the uh, the gift of salvation was was pretty scary to me. I just couldn't wrestle with the fact that I was giving my life. In my mind, I thought that I was giving my life away to someone. And so that's why I became very scared and I became very questioned by the whole topic of salvation. I, I didn't know much about it. Um, at the time, I was probably eight or nine years old. And, you know, here I am hearing about this gift of salvation and... Um, you know, I had no idea what it meant, and so then when I go to this youth retreat, uh, this pastor starts speaking about salvation, and he says, you know, if you accept Jesus Christ, you'll be a part of the family, uh, you'll be one of God's children, and he goes into uh, the Bible talking about it, you know, we're in John chapter 3, uh, Jesus says to Nicodemus, um, if you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. And there's, you know, different other passages in the Bible where it talks about salvation and born again and, and all that uh, that whole other teaching. Um, and uh, I had a uh, pretty near-death experience when I was nine. Um... I was uh, 
caught in a dangerous rip current off the coast of North Carolina. Uh, it's pretty traumatizing for me to even just talk about, so I'm not even going to uh, go into that. But I felt that that was God saying to me that my time on earth wasn't done, um, that I had more more life to live, and that God wasn't through with my story. And when I accepted Christ at the age of 14, I was, I kept thinking back to that event just out of a, a heart of gratitude that God loved me so much that he would save me from such a traumatizing near-death accident because it was an accident um, and um, so I become saved at the age of 14 uh, I was baptized uh, two months later and um, from that point on my journey in salvation has been a, a one of discovery um, I started going to church camps when I was in my sophomore year of high school. I went to Liberty University. Um, they are um, in partnership with a uh, summer camp program called uh, Fuge Camps, which is an amazing organization. Um, and I started attending these camps. And there was there was probably 1,200 kids at this week-long church camp and um, every year of the camp uh, the camp would have a theme so the first year was called the convergence the second year was called the mission and then the third year I think was called restored was the last year and uh, you're probably wondering how do you remember all this well uh, let's just say I have a wicked crazy memory that I have no idea where it came from but um, so I started going to these camps and we had um, different speakers every every year but we had the same worship band every year it was um, Brett Perkins who's an amazing worship artist and his band um, they were there pretty much every year we attended camp and uh, they're an amazing, amazing band. I think he, if you go to Spotify, Brent Perkins has some uh, music out. Um, I'll leave a, a link in the description if you want to uh, tune into some of his material. Um, but it was an amazing time. We um, would break up in our um, our groups, and uh, each group had a different name. So, um, you know, tigers, barracuda, sharks, uh, that, that kind of thing. And so we would break up in our groups. We always had a leader in our group. And it was normally about 10 to 13 of us. Um, sometimes they would, you know, they would keep people uh, from the same church in the, in the same group. And, uh, or you could choose, you know, which group to go to if you wanted. And... Um, 
so anyway, if we would break up in groups, then we, um, we would go over the lesson for the day, have some quiet time, and then we would really, we would dive deep into um, what we were learning and um, have somewhat of like a group discussion about what we were learning, why we were learning it, what the purpose of that teaching was. And we actually had a similar outline of um, average church camp. It started out pretty intense the first two days of the week, and then as we really, we as we really dug deep in what we were learning, then the mood would kind of come down into a more relaxed atmosphere, and. Um, it was kind of almost like it was it was kind of hitting home the last two days of, of the camp and I have to tell you if 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 you're a parent and your child is involved in some form of a of a youth program that they have the capability to attend huge camps I would encourage you to send your child because you'll be amazed at the change in the impact that it has on your child because it, it surely had a change in impact on my life um, as I would take the lessons home every year and I would apply it to my life. I was actually I was pretty upset after my senior year because that's when it stops is you can only go to your senior year as a kid and then you can start going as an adult chaperone or things like that but I always had it on my calendar and when I looked to the year 2020 when COVID hit I was like man I'm getting you know camp time's coming up and and I'm going back to liberty and I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and then it hit me. No, you're not. You're not going back. And and when I told myself that, I my heart sunk. Because time just flew by like the snap of a finger. I really do miss it. I really, really do. I really do, but anyway, we're not here to soak, right? Um, so we're going to um, dive into the Word a little bit. Um, if you have your uh, Bibles with you, we're going to uh, first take a look at Colossians chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles either physically or on your device, I'll give you just a few moments to, to turn there. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to be here with us. Uh, I would encourage you, as I'm as I'm finding my place here, um, to please have this program in your prayers, um, and and just ask for God's will on this program and where He would want us to uh, to go. Um, so Colossians chapter three, uh, we're gonna take the first seven verses here and, and talk about what that's saying and then we'll look at three more verses out of Colossians chapter 3 but 
Uh, before we start, let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Lord, we are so gracious for this time that you've set aside for us to to come together and to learn and to grow. So, Lord, we pray that everything that we learn would open our eyes, open our hearts, and open our ears to what you may have for us today. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Colossians chapter 3. Uh, Colossians was written, if you're not familiar, Colossians was written by the Apostle Paul. And uh, this was one of the books that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote while he was incarcerated in prison uh, for preaching the gospel. Verse 1 says, if, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. So what Paul's saying here is now that you've transitioned out of your old ways, what does the new way hold for you? This is a way for us to look at our lives of this new year as a fresh start. But you know, you don't have to wait for the new year to have a fresh start. You can always start now. But Paul says, now that you've walked out of these things, here's what the exciting things are in life. The new things, here's what, here's what you can look forward to. Especially when he says in verse 6, Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. So Paul is also warning us that if we keep our ways in the old sector, we will experience that wrath. But if we move ourselves out of that old way, and we move ourselves, and we turn our hearts toward the new ways, we won't experience that wrath. We'll be caught up in the clouds with Jesus Christ, as the Bible says. That when Christ comes back on this earth, the believers that have joined with Christ will be caught up in the clouds with him. And where will they be? The Bible says they will be in heaven with Christ all for the days of their life. Verse 14 says, But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms 
in hymns and spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So Paul challenges us to live a godly life. Paul challenges us and encourages us to live to our best potential. Especially when he says in verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you. Paul says if we let the word of Christ dwell in us, we will be forever changed. As we take this new vision and we apply it to our lives. James chapter 4, who we know is the half-brother to Jesus, James chapter 4 says, if I can turn there, and you can turn there too, if you don't know where James is, it's right after the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. James chapter 4, sorry, that keeps cutting out, I apologize. Um, James chapter 4, verse 6 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So God says through James... If you put on the new, if you follow this new vision that has been laid out for you, I will grant you grace. Even though we all know we are not perfect. But verse 6 says, God gives grace to the humble. Well, what is grace? Well, Grace is defined as another chance. God gives us so many chances in life to keep learning. That's why it says in verse 8, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. You can't always expect God to do everything for you. You have to do your part. God doesn't expect to always have to do everything. 
That's why it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Lastly, I want to look in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34. We're going to look at verses 7 through 12 as we close in our scripture reading. It says, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey, and my flock became food for every beast of the field, because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherd search for my flock. But the shepherds feed themselves and did not feed my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds. And I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep. And the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouths, that they may no longer be food for them. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep, and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. So the first part of this little excerpt here says, If you don't commit your ways... To Christ, then he says, I am against the shepherds. Then he says, and I will require my flock at their hand. This is in verse 10. I will cause them to cease, which means to stop, feeding the sheep. And the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. This is what I mean about not doing your part. If you don't do your part, God says, okay. That's fine. I won't help you. I'm trying to help you and you won't commit to this help. So I won't help you. It's called tough love. We don't hear much about that in today's world. Dr. Charles Spurgeon, one of my favorite spiritual figures, talks about how 
We try to compare ourselves with other people and how they're living their new life. But Dr. Charles Spurgeon says, and I quote, Why compare yourself with those around you? If you must compare yourself with your fellow men, look at the giants of other days. But better still, relinquish the evil altogether. For Paul tells us, it is not wise to compare ourselves among ourselves. So I encourage you today, as we close, think about what new way or new vision you want for your life. Analyze your strengths and your weaknesses in your life. Ask God to guide you. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. Seek counsel. God says one of the greatest ways for us to grow is to seek counsel. Go to a pastor. Go to an elder. Go to a friend. Go to a parent. But if prayer time individually is not working, the Bible says where two or more are gathered, he is there. Seek counsel. Seeking counsel will benefit you. If you can't figure out what new vision you want for your life, then seek counsel. Commit to wanting to change your life. But may I also say, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to be patient and learn to adapt. I gave a message on my old program called Adapting to Change. And one of the things I talked about was how we as humans, we don't adapt to change well. And I have to remark, I don't adapt to change well. I really don't. But I see Christ through wanting to adapt. Even though my attitude may reflect that I don't want to, on the outside, in the inside, my soul says, pray. You know, the Bible says, ask and ye shall find. That comes out of Matthew. Christ was telling his disciples in a teaching, ask and ye shall find. So as we close today, we give thanks to Christ for allowing us to be here on this program, having the freedom to come here. You know, the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I do want to encourage you to share this program with others, to begin to spread the word about this program. Uh, if you look on your uh, mobile app on Anchor, which is the main hub for this program, there should be a notification bell. 
Make sure you turn that notification bell on so you never miss an upload on this program. Um, and uh, be sure to pray and be sure to share the word. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We are forever grateful for all you've done, Lord. Lord, help us to apply this teaching to our lives and to prepare our hearts for the new year for which you have. Because, Lord, we believe you have great things in store for us this new year. And, for Father, for those that don't know what it's like to be a part of your family that want to begin a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, just guide them through the prayer that they believe in you, that they know that you rose from the dead. And Lord, may they ask you to come live in them and forgive them of their sins. So Father, bless each and every one of them as we go from this place but never from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Happy New Year to everyone. This is Dawson Smith with Finding Christ. Where will Christ meet you? Be blessed.